0: To Psalms to God, Season 1, Episode 24, Fruit of the Spirit, Gentleness. You can find the transcript for this episode at www.psalmstoguide.com gentleness. A gentle answer turns away anger, but a harsh word stirs up wrath. Proverbs 15, Verse 1, CSB. Welcome back to the Psalms to God podcast. Today I have another guest with me, and this time I am back to inviting family to the podcast. This person is really important, and I'm really excited to have them on the podcast because they have been extremely influential in my life, and you can thank them or blame them, depending on how you feel about the podcast, for <laughs> me actually having a podcast. So um, this is my cousin, Val, Um, obviously, because she's my cousin, I've known her forever. She's known me before (laughs) I knew her. And um, uh, she was actually my teacher in elementary school. She was my keyboarding teacher. So um, you can also thank her for me being a computer scientist because that's kind of the foundation of working with computers. And then when I got older, she became the uh, Bible study slash youth ministry person at the church. She started our youth ministry program, and that's where I learned that I could read the Bible and study it for myself. So that's how I ended up here with this podcast. Um, And (laughs) now um, she does a lot of things with the youth. She is a pastor And it only seems right to have her on the podcast. So, welcome to the podcast, Val. Thank you!
1: Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) I am so glad and excited to be here. And I am truly humbled by all that you have said. Oh, my heart is melting. (laughs) (laughs) I am so very, very, very proud of you, though. I tell you, I couldn't even begin to take any credit. I give it all to God because... You are truly powerful, and I thank God that you are such the world changer that you are. So I thank you because you inspire me to want to be better and do better.
0: Oh, man. Circular, circular inspiration. That's how uh, Christian fellowship is supposed to work. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs>
1: now can we pass that on to the world? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so since I started the podcast, I've been doing a series on the fruit of the spirit because I feel like, I feel like we focus on loving God and, you know, believing and all of that stuff, but we don't really think about how that should be changing us as a person and how that should be reflecting in our everyday life. Mm -hmm. And I realized that a lot of the fruit of the spirit, I don't actually sit down and think about what it means or how it's applied to life. And Mm -hmm. so I started from the first fruit of the spirit. They're all listed in Galatians 5, starting in verse 22. And I've been Mm -hmm. working my way through and now we're at gentleness nice and when i started looking at gentleness i was i was a little shook because i when i first read the word i was like gentleness <laughs> i i i started i was like i don't think i know anybody that i would describe as gentle um <laughs> you know and i don't know how you called me on this <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I was talking to my parents and I was like, nobody in our family is gentle. Exactly. Like, I was like, we so blunt, short-tempered. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I started getting worried. I was like, I, I don't have this fruit. I was like, I don't, not only do I not have this, I don't know who to call. Um, and again, you
1: called who <laughs> But I'm sure I was not
0: Your first thought (laughs) The deeper I got into it I actually surprised myself So I wanted to start This one is actually going to be A little bit closer to a word association Than the other ones Because I really wanted to get at What it actually means to be gentle So when you hear the word gentle What do you think? Oh wow
1: (laughs) (laughs) When I hear the word gentle, I think not of me. (laughs) I'd probably go with what you said earlier about like, oh, wow, hold on. Like that does not explain. um, It doesn't really relate to us. But yeah, but when I think of the word gentle, um, I usually think of someone who may be meek and um, a little less laid back than myself. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but I but I also think about how um, when an individual is actually gentle, it, it 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 could cause a person to actually be drawn more to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I think about gentle, I don't think about me.
0: Yeah, I I started writing down things. One of the things I wrote was not blunt, which, like I said, I feel like everybody in our family is blunt. Um, right, right. You know, I wrote down, like, selfless, you know, giving without expectation, um, mm-hmm, showing mm-hmm. compassion, uh, mm-hmm, able, mm-hmm. able to deal with, like, fragile situations. Okay, um, okay. I wrote down comforting, soothing, easygoing. Ooh, I like those. Um, and then I looked it up online and somebody wrote down humble, polite, and restrained behavior. And I was like, hmm. I was like, yeah, that's that's kind of what I think about when I think about gentleness. Okay, okay. So then I was like, so who? I, I was like, I can't think of a person, like a like a person I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can only call Jesus. I'm sorry. And so I was like, who in the Bible did they describe as gentle? And of course, they described Jesus as gentle. And so right. I started looking at these verses, and you know. Um, There's a verse where Paul says that he comes to people with the gentleness of Christ. Uh And I was uh like, yeah, Jesus was gentle. But then I Uh remembered, Jesus threw the money changers out the temple.
1: Uh Uh-oh, you're about to get serious now. (laughs) Now it gets deep.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, so gentle doesn't mean that you're a pushover. Right. It doesn't mean that you never speak up. Right. And it doesn't mean you're weak. And if it... If it's saying the word gentle, mm-hmm. then
1: considering that Strong's is talking about which means usefulness, then if he's turning over the tables, then he's doing it for our good, for their good. And it was useful mm-hmm. because it was a message that even now we could benefit from in terms of What's supposed to happen at church? But when people talk about Jesus and they say, oh, well, he was so meek and mild.
0: Jesus had some some comebacks. Thank
1: you. And I'm I'm that one that's more like you. Like, we'll sit on the same side of the fence and we can really go all day on that one. Because I think people fail to see... Which is why we lose so many people in church. Mm -hmm. Because when reality steps in, it's like we've lied to people. Because yes, he was gentle, but on the same token. I think it all has to do with what the situation calls for.
0: Yes. Um, I'm going to continue that thought. But before that, I'm going to insert, because you mentioned Christosis, which is the Greek word that is used in the original Uh, It's actually there in the original translation of the Septuagint and in the New Testament where uh, gentleness is used as the fruit of the Spirit. And in some translations, it says kindness. And then I also looked up in Hebrew for if you're looking through the Old Testament, there's the word uh, chesed. I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. Um, Side note, I'm learning Hebrew. So um bear with me on that, but that's the I word. You did that. <laughs> that is the word that's used in the Old Testament. And so um but back on the situation. So another person that I thought about from the Bible that is also actually gentle that you would not think about is David. We think of David as being a warrior. He slayed Goliath. He was out there doing battle and he was, you know, kicking butt and taking names. But right when Saul cracked up and you know got his possession on with these demonic spirits it was David playing the harp that soothed him. David Mm -hmm. had the gentle hand to soothe him and David also when Saul turned and tried to kill David David didn't kill Saul he just kept you know moving from place to place to avoid Saul. Right. So even though he was a warrior he was actually gentle. Exactly. And, and,
1: and also, I like the fact that you brought David up and you said the very first thing that you said about him in terms of what he could have done because mm-hmm. that spoke volume. Yeah. Because he had the wherewithal, he had the ability to take Saul. He did. But he chose not to. I love the fact that you chose him because gentleness quite naturally has to be a fruit. Of the spirit for him to be able to actually withhold what he had because that type of disdain, I'm sorry, if you're trying to kill me and I choose, okay, but he chose to move from place to place. That's only having God in you.
0: Yes, and there's a verse I wrote down, uh, James chapter 3 verse 17, it talks about how gentleness comes from God. Um, obviously we know if it's a fruit of the spirit, you have to get it from the Holy spirit. But that verse reiterates, like you can't do that on your own.
1: Exactly.
0: Exactly. You can't make that kind of decision on your own. (laughs) (laughs) That takes a little more wisdom than
1: our own. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And strength.
0: (laughs) And so, you know, after I thought about Jesus and I thought about David and, How they, you know, they had these gentle moments, but they also had these moments where they were, you know, they were just real. I started to realize that um, it's more about how you handle certain situations. So another example from Jesus that popped into my head is when he talks to the Samaritan woman. And I mean, he's basically reading her because he's telling her, you know, you don't have five husbands And all this stuff like he put it all out there. He didn't sugarcoat it. He didn't lie. He didn't dress it up, but he approached her in private. Right. And I wrote down um, that gentleness is that you feel loved in the process of Mm. being told. Because mm. what happened is he told her exactly what the deal was, but at the end of it she repented. Right. Because she felt loved in what he was expressing. So it's it's a way of being able to tell the truth in love. Right, right. You know that
1: um I think that's what's actually missing. Mm-hmm. Um not just, you know, um and I, I speak a lot about what I feel about um, the church, when I say the church, I mean the church as a whole um, in terms of the church and the institution. Um, but ultimately, that's across the board, though. Because even in places that where you have employers, when you have employers who are dealing with employees, you have to have that level of gentleness. Yes. Because if not, you will lose respect for those individuals quickly. In terms, you know, when when you're when you're saying, well, I need you to do so and so, but if you're saying that you need someone to do something and you say that, and then you have a harshness in your voice mm-hmm. as a, as opposed to a gentleness, you will get something done a whole lot quicker. Yeah. With the gentleness as opposed to the harshness.
0: Yeah. You cl- catch more flies with sugar and honey than with vinegar.
1: Exactly. I think that's why this podcast is really so important, especially to not just to believers, but also for a lot of younger people, because for a lot of younger people, um, it gives understanding Mm -hmm. as to, you know, um, being a little more tolerant, because I I think both sides, intergenerational, we could use more tolerance and more resilience.
0: Yes. Yes so yeah with with all of that in mind i revisited this question of knowing people who are gentle and i started thinking more about how people approached situations and how people handled specific situations and Mm -hmm. the first situation that popped up into my head is from elementary school I can't remember if I was in fourth or fifth grade because I'm getting old. And that was a long time ago. Um,
1: (laughs) She's nowhere near me.
0: (laughs) But I was either in fourth or fifth grade and they were having a play at the school. And I tried out for the play with all my friends. Everyone that I was friends with made the play. Like they all got a part in the play. But I did Mm -hmm. not. I don't even know, like, I've never had goals to be like an actress or anything like that. That's never been my thing. But I think at the time I just felt left out because, you know, in elementary school and even in middle school and high school, friendship is kind of based on, it's just being in the same place at the same time. You know, my friend group typically changed based on like what class I was in because we had lunch together, we had recess together. And then, like, as I got in high school, most of my friends were in band because we were always together and things like that. So when all my friends were in this play and I realized that I wasn't going to be in the play, it's like, okay, so you guys are going to be at the play practice and the rehearsals and then I'm not going to be there. So when I do see you, I'm going to be like a third wheel because you're going to be talking about this play all the time that I'm not involved in. Right. And so I think... You know, and of course, like, at that age, you just feel like the world is ending. Like, you ain't never going to have no more friends. It's horrible. Like, you're a failure. I don't know why, but you just... Everything hits you so much harder when you're younger. And I remember, we must have found out, like, who made the the list and everything right before lunch. So, we go to lunch, and we're in the cafeteria. We're standing in line waiting to get food. And... I bent down to tie my shoe and I think when I bent down to tie my shoe, all of this just kind of hit me and I did not want to get up. Like I'm basically oh. tying my shoe forever, like about to cry just in my feelings about the fact that I have not made this play. And oh, wow. I don't know if you remember, cause you sound like you don't know where this story is going, but the cat No, cap- <laughs> but actually I'm,
1: I'm- I mean, believe it or not, like, a lot of things that slide my, past my memory, like, <laughs> not that I don't want to remember, but it to me to my heart
0: to hear it. <laughs> um, so there I am at in the cafeteria tying my shoe for way too long, not getting up, and there's a teacher who comes out of the computer room. Huh? Which was my room? Yeah, it was you. <laughs> you came out of the I'm computer room you're doing now. and you you saw me there tying my shoe for forever, and you came and got me out of line to ask me what was going on and what oh was my wrong. God. Are and you serious? yeah, and you're the one who told me that the world was not ending because I wasn't in this play. God, look at you. <laughs> hey, Jesus, well, thank you,
1: Jesus.
0: And I, I remembered I was like, like yeah, Lord, look at this. I was like, yeah, in that moment, you knew exactly what to say. I don't remember exactly what you said, but I know that you said something that made me feel better about mm-hmm. the situation. Like in that moment, you know, you know, you didn't come out and just be like, ha you didn't make it. <laughs> mm, <Lord laughs> you know, but you like you came and you were like, OK, I'm going to take you and I'm going to talk to you. And, you know, um, for those who are listening, I have a cousin that is the same age as me. We're both cousins. It's her niece, and so we were in the same class, and she was one of my friends that actually made it into the play. So when you oh, walked, no. yeah, so when you walked up, you know, everyone was celebrating, and she was saying like, "Yay, I'm in the play!" and I'm just like on the ground, like trying not to cry. And so, like in that moment, you knew that I needed attention, and I'm sure like afterwards, you came back to congratulate everybody. But right. I was thinking about that, and I was like, that is a characteristic of gentleness. Oh my gosh, you just
1: really, really, really just made my day. <laughs> I'm still hurt by that. Like. <laughs> 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 but, but you know, the irony is that for you to tell me that, you have really just taught me something. And, and I'm, I'm thinking about me as if it weren't even me that did that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking about that person that actually did that. And it's like, when I think back to when you were in the um, the fourth and the fifth grade, like that was when I was first moving back down here. Yeah. And so many things were happening in my life during that time. And to hear you say this and I can I'm just so full because I'm like, God, I thank you that you never, you know, allowed me to get so focused on myself that I forget to do or or neglect to do what is necessary, even in those times. Mm -hmm. You, You know what I mean? Because if anybody only knew the level of turmoil that I had actually been going through about that time now leaving Philadelphia, which, you know, the money that I made and, you know, my, Mm -hmm. my, 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 cost of everything was pretty good there. Yeah. Um, I could have been doing better, but I mean, my skills were, you know, getting up there. I was, um, really, you know, it was like a, a come up. Mm -hmm. And so when I came back, I was, you know, trying to get back to that place where I was there, which it just seemed like it was a mountain to climb, Mm -hmm. but to hear this story now, it's just, it's oh my gosh, it's like so unbelievable. And then for me to like not particularly remember it, <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? And, and and believe it or not, yeah, I thank God for you, and I thank God that He allowed that situation to happen. Yeah,
0: I yeah. mean, every mo- every moment is a moment to learn, amen.
1: Oh my gosh, you are so right.
0: After I thought about that, I remember, of course, time passed and. When we got into our teen years and you started, you know, the Bible study, you know, I distinctly remember there being pushback. And, um, (laughs) you know, anytime there is change, people in the church get a little, you know, concerned and they don't necessarily like these ideas. Right. And, you know, I'm sure we didn't make it easier um, just to give the listeners some background. The church that I grew up in, we're basically all related. Right. Um, so not only do you have church drama, you have family drama as well. And, um, so true. Yeah, so we were all about the same age. We're all like cousins mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're teenagers. So we had our dramas and everything. And I remember like we used to have our little riffs or whatever. And you would basically have to play like mediator in bible study yeah (laughs) um and we were like pretty much close family like yeah like how do you do this yeah (laughs) and um but I remember like we loved going to bible study earlier in the in the episode you were talking about gentleness draws people to you and I was like yeah I'm glad she said that because We loved going to Bible study, and even when I stopped going to that particular church, I used to still come to Bible study. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I used to show up on Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, um, if I'm if my memory is serving me correctly, when you left, uh, so you know, she got married. And then she and her husband went to her husband's church. Her husband's also a pastor. And <laughs> and so they they left. And if I remember correctly, I think pretty much everybody stopped going to that church after you left. <laughs> um, oh,
1: wow. So, I'm surprised God still loves me.
0: <laughs> but I was like, yeah, there's definitely a gentleness there, even though it's not what we typically think of as gentle is not the first thing that comes to our mind like the feeling is there oh and so I was like yeah I was like I gotta call Val because it just makes sense to call Val to talk about gentleness
1: wow I don't know if Wally would agree with that my husband would be like
0: what well talk to (laughs) listen to the episode
1: (laughs) yeah right (laughs) yeah you can teach him (laughs) you know it's funny also that you mentioned about, you know, the closeness of everyone, because there was something that Rashad said to me like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And now listening to you say that, it was like, again, I'm humbled by all of that. But now, you know, when you look back on things, you pretty much want to tell God, thank you for you. would be like, yes, I'm glad I yeah. handled that
0: right. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> that could have easily went another way. But he... Um, He was mentioning something about, we were talking about youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, there were times where even though I was your son, I felt like everybody else got better treatment, per se. (laughs) 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 I was like, well, it's kind of like when, you know, you're in a classroom and, Mm -hmm. you know, nobody should ever give their own child preferential treatment. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I think, yeah, now that you mention it, I feel I do feel like you treated everybody the same like it like I definitely feel like if he did something you know you was gonna call him out for it and good. okay good It. I feel like I mean like I said we are all cousins and because I was basically growing up as an only child at the time like when I think about it these were like my siblings right and so like it right. I mean that's how it felt like we were all just siblings and you know like I said this is a small family church is the south Everybody had. <laughs> permission to beat us right like i felt like you know if you acted a certain way she might come across the table on you and the probability was just as high for him as it was for anybody else <laughs> yeah,
1: <exactly. laughs> or as he would put it or worse
0: yeah like
1: yeah, exactly though and you know but that's what that's what
0: made it that's what made it feel like home
1: right you kind of miss those things though.
0: So. yes yeah yeah now that I'm older and I'm trying to teach youth, I'm like, ooh-wee, how she did that?
1: <laughs> you have it. You got it. I already know that you got it. <laughs> Everybody says, Sharif, just like that. So I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> In that sense.
0: <laughs> Had a couple of questions that are for you more so as a youth leader and as a pastor. And also, um you know, as a parent, because, you know, as your walk with Christ changes in each season of your life, you know, you have your season when you're a baby, when you're, you know, a teenager, when you're a young believer. Mm -hmm. And then I've noticed, like, now that I'm a young adult, things mean different things, and I'm starting to learn more. And then I assume, you know, um, should God bless me with a husband, things will change once I you know, transition into married life. And if I have a child, I assume things would change even more as a parent. Since I can only provide the perspective of the young and the single, I was like, let me ask Val some questions about gentleness as we grow. (laughs) (laughs) The first question that I wanted to ask is, as a pastor, how do you deliver the word of God Gently, Like, we talked about the fact that Jesus pulled the Samaritan lady, to you know, kind of to the side. Like, he met with her in private to mm-hmm. tell her about herself. And mm-hmm. I feel like um, when you listen to pastors, you have the pastors who are up there just giving you a feel-good sermon, and they ain't really telling mm-hmm. you like it is. They just telling you right. something to make you clap your hands and shout amen. Um, right. But then you have the pastors that have people kind of, like, scared to come into the church because they, you know... They, right. they might be just stepping over the bounds just a little. And, like, you kind of want to be in the middle, where it's like you're telling the truth, but in a way that people will repent and do better.
1: Right. And right. so, like,
0: how have you been navigating that?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, that's interesting that you would ask me that. Um, but a very long time ago, God was very specific with me. And, you know, I... I'm kind of shocked when I was called into the ministry, I was really shocked because one, I do not like talking in front of a lot of people. Uh, (laughs) Two, I definitely don't like standing in front of people. (laughs) Three, I don't like people looking at me.
0: You sound like Moses right now.
1: Oh my gosh, you would have to say that as I'm sitting here with Exodus open in my Bible. (laughs) Yeah, believe it or not. And um, like one of my life verses is about Moses, actually. But um, essentially, what God really said to me, and he was very specific about it, was um, the verse where he talks about, don't be afraid of men in their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one that it's pretty, like you said, um, it's profound, actually, because there, there were seasons in my life where I just could not say anything. And I just, I'm really... Grateful to him because those were the seasons where he preserved me. And the reason why I say that was because um, how I would deliver the, that type of message would be based upon him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so God knows what you need when you need it. Like, I'm not one that would say that I'm all out for topical sermons in terms of, you know, okay, for the next two months, we're going to just, you know, preach about this because i I just um I, I mean, I love structure, don't get me wrong, um but I'm one that I really believe that whatever God has for an individual is what he has for them, and so when he's giving it, you want to be careful to say what he says, mm-hmm. and when I heard those words um and i I hear them often. <laughs> where he's literally saying to me, you say what I say, Mm -hmm. because people have, you know, pretty much tried to make me feel like, you know, you have to do this and you have to do that. And people will even try to give you a message. And even though I don't preach every Sunday, um, I go whenever I'm called to preach. However, wherever I'm called to, I'm careful making sure that I'm hearing from God and not from people. And so in order for me to deliver that message the way that he would have me to deliver it, number one, I know that God would not humiliate people. That's not being gentle. Exactly. I know that he would give you a word just like you stated earlier with with Jesus. He put it out there, but he was careful how he put it out there. Remember when she came to, when he, when the woman was at the well, she came at a time of day where there wasn't a whole lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And he knew that. And exactly. Because Jesus was strategic that way. It was like his, his, because he was led by God himself, he knew when to go and when not to go. He mm-hmm. knew where to be and where not to be. Yes.
0: You, you see what I'm saying? And he sent the disciples off so that it would just be the two of them.
1: Exactly. And so, believe it or not, that's how I live my life now. And when I say I live my life now like that, it's like, you know that I left the school district. Mm -hmm. And during that season that I was leaving the district, I was making the, the decision, okay, do I go full time with this nonprofit, which more or less is pretty much, it looks, it kind of resembles the church. It kind of resembles what God is calling for the church to do um, in terms of social justice and and in terms of making sure that people aren't oppressed Mm. and so essentially during that time frame a lot happened again you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just one that God just let stuff happen (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like I can be like you know as as everybody says I'm always innocent happen all I've learned to do is to accept Mm -hmm. what he allows because I know that he's allowing it for a purpose yeah and so if the if the if, if Satan comes for me then obviously God has already given me the tools to deal with what he has coming and so just in this past few seasons in terms of you know how I say things and what I say to people I literally was at a point where I really did not preach many messages I did more speaking to people directly mm-hmm. um, and I and, and, and so God had me in a season where as he was preparing me for my next level and my for my next season, He was also doing something in terms of shielding me. Mm -hmm. And so when I say that I trust God when I can't trust him, trace him, that's why. Because he, he will always give you a hedge of protection. Like he will have it so that people will not call you to preach. People will not, you know, and they may think that they're doing it to harm you or they may think that they, you know, like we don't want to hear from her right now. Well, that's fine, because I know that God has you in a holding pattern for a reason. And so when he's shielding you and putting you in that holding pattern, you have to be able to hear from him for what he's going to do for his people. Anything that happens in your life is not for you. Your anointing was never meant to be for you. Any words that God gives me to speak to people, no matter where I am, whether I'm in the pulpit or not in the pulpit, I have to give it to people the way that God says it, and that means that I won't do it in a way that is offensive to them and cause them not to come into the fold. That's what's missing. Mm. If you do not deliver this the way that God will have you to live to deliver it, you are ultimately causing individuals to lose out on what God so freely gave to us. If I give a gift, you would offend me if you don't take that gift. Yeah. And God gave us a gift when He allowed His Son to die on that cross. He gave us a gift, mm-hmm. and that gift was for the body. Yeah. And so, because that gift was for the body, who are we to cause anybody to to deny that to be denied of that gift? So I can't let my harsh words cost someone salvation. It's not mine to give. And they're not my people. They're God's people. And when it comes to souls, we're called to save soul. We're called to bring souls to to Christ. He God does the saving. He said, one plant, one waters, but I'll provide the increase. Mm. And so if you see that there is a decrease in the church. It's because somebody denied somebody of the water that was necessary. There's a thirst and a hunger for righteousness, but not when you see people that are being rude and mean and obnoxious from the pulpit and being Bible-toting bully.
0: Mm, That was a great answer. Over there (laughs) preaching a word.
1: (laughs) Uh
0: (laughs) Uh-oh. Okay, let me pass the hat. Um, And then, of course, the other question I had was... um, how do you feel like being a parent has affected your ability to deliver um, things gently? Because, you know, I think God gives us the roles of parenting so that we also understand his predicament because he's the father. And, and that's our parallel. And, Say that again. And so I was wondering, because you know, obviously God is the uh, originator of gentleness, and mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not a parent, but I know that when I was a kid, I, you know, I might have said and done some things that probably wanted made my mama want to snatch my life back. <laughs> <laughs> and so I could only imagine. Um, so like I, ha- I was just wondering how that impacted your ability to deliver things gently.
1: Wow, you know, God really does have a sense of humor. It's so interesting that I wasn't called into the ministry until he was old enough to be like yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> that's interesting that you would ask that, uh, because um you know that like once we got married, um, we had to raise um our son uh who is actually not my biological child mm-hmm. but yet still we couldn't necessarily show that. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of um, gentleness and being a parent, being a parent, number one, is by far one of like the, the greatest gifts that, you know, anyone could have. However, it also comes with challenging times, And because it comes with challenging time, parents have the unique responsibility of making sure that they're in the face of God at all times. Yeah. Because without having his loving kind, you could really have a very, very, very difficult household. You need God because first of all, when husband and wife are coming together, you are kind of like soldering um, two different personalities because they have to merge. And so in order for two to become one, those two have to come into alignment, have to come into agreement. And so bringing a third individual into that ultimately means that there will call, there will be a cause for a lot of submission mm-hmm. because that child is going to be the embodiment of what happens in that home. And so because of your example, it is imperative that we remember as parents that those little people grow up to be big people. Mm-hmm. And so we can either make them as little people or we can break them as little. Ultimately, I think that what it's going to, um, what it would call for is for you to have a, a genuine relationship with God. Because even when you, when you were talking about the scenario about when you were tying your shoe, I had to know that there was another individual who was standing there besides those students mm-hmm. and the mother in another individual should be the one that would actually go to you there should never be a time when an individual is going through on their own, whether you're a child or an adult, because we were here to bear each. We're, we're here to bear each other's burden. And when we when we look for comfort, we can't be so caught up in ourselves that we don't see another person hurting. And so, compassion is one that God has given us as a gift. He's given us a spirit of compassion. So, who are we not to share it with others?
0: Yeah. So one of the things after I was going through all of that, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this is cool." I realized I had looked up gentleness as a Hebrew word and as a Greek word, but I didn't actually look it up as an English word. Okay. And so I finally got around to looking up the English definition. I
1: you were about to say Aramaic.
0: I was like, "Oh gosh, what?" Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not that good yet. <laughs> okay. Um, but. When I looked up the English dictionary version, I ended up looking up looking it up in Merriam-Webster. And um, I found something that blew my mind. Uh-huh. So, the very first definition of gentle as an adjective is belonging to a family of high social standing. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and... <laughs> you know that's interesting (laughs) um, for the first time I understood the word gentleman because you know they have the word gentleman I always thought it just meant you know like you know he's not a thug but Uh the way that word actually came into being is that these were men who were from families of high social standing and Uh what really blew my mind with that being the very first definition is Um, the only way you can receive the fruit of the Spirit is that you have accepted Christ. You've accepted the Holy Spirit. Uh Uh That means you have surrendered to God, which means he has adopted you as a son or daughter, Uh which means Uh you are a child of the Most High, which means you belong to a family of high social standing.
1: Wow. Look at God.
0: And I was just like, oh
1: we
0: royalty. Yeah, I was like, that's definitely... <laughs> you know, I mean, like, if you keep reading the definition, it gets down to, like, you know, delicate and and um, kind, amiable, things like that. But hmm. it it mainly focuses on, you know, there are multiple places where it talks about high social standing. And I often wonder, because I went back and looked, and there's actually... Another fruit of the spirit that is kindness, which is closely related to gentleness. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I wonder if when he said gentleness, when they first, you know, translated the Bible into English and translated, you know, that word to gentle. I wonder if they actually meant this first definition that just by nature of accepting the gift that God gave us. We now belong to a family of high social standing. And, of course, with that comes responsibilities.
1: Right. Right.
0: Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That was, like, my mind blower. I was like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is, so I'm
1: sitting here like,
0: whoo. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is what happens when you actually look words up in the dictionary. Finding okay. out words I've been using my whole life don't mean what I thought they meant.
1: <laughs> you know what? And actually... Believe it or not, word studies are probably my favorite because like when I started going to BSF, that was one of the things that, um, well, Bible study fellowship, that was one of the things that actually drew me to that Mm -hmm. because they were so in-depth and because of the fact that they literally would teach you things like homiletics and hermeneutics and would, would give you, you know, just that. that that push just, you know, to make you just say, okay, wait, I've got to find this out. I've got to, I I want to know more about this. You you know what I mean? Because God is so awesome. Like when we tell people, well, make sure you read the word. I feel like we do people an injustice because we don't explain to them what that actually means to read the word. Because when you talk to anybody, they almost have the same conversation or response. Like, I do, but it puts me to sleep. Mm. And I'm just like, wait, but the word of God is like full and and it's rich. (laughs) Yes, it's so rich. And and I'm like, I can go and look up one thing. And before I know it, I'm just sitting there like finding something else and going to something else. And like, I just can't stop. Yeah. And so, you you know what I mean? And that's because you know, we always talked about how when you accept Christ, that when God is actually when you're reading your word that God is actually coming into alignment with his son. And that through the the that connection and that relationship, it's so empowering and it's so, you know, it it, it and it fills us. And so I'm like no i don't want to go to sleep Mm i want more (laughs) that would wake you up
0: (laughs) did Mm -hmm. you have any final thoughts on gentleness that you wanted to share with the the listeners
1: um i like what you said earlier about james three
0: mm-hmm
1: and if I can go back to um, James three with you in terms of James three and 17 and Mm -hmm. it said, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, Mm -hmm. gentle and easy to be entreated full of mercy and good fruits. Yes. Here's key without partiality. And without hypocrisy. That is so profound. Yes.
0: Oh my goodness. That is so... I feel like... I feel like this Bible verse... I mean, no shade to the Bible verse that is up in uh, the church that I grew up in. It's a great verse. But I feel like this Bible verse should be hung on every wall in every church.
1: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. when we actually think about His goodness and then we, we turn around and come in contact with other individuals, how could we even say that we are His children if we don't do these things in terms of the fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. and if we don't pay homage to that particular verse? Like, yeah. <laughs> We need that. Yeah. I'm sorry. But um, (laughs) (laughs) that just was like a a mind blower. And, and, you know, everything, you know, goes back to interpretation Mm -hmm. um, for different stages in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that's one that we could possibly say, you know, that God does give wisdom and even with this, that particular verse that he's, you know, he's pretty much like landed on the line, mm-hmm. you know, that goes hand in hand with fruits of the spirit, the, I'm um, excusing the fruit, not with an S, but fruit of the spirit, because it goes on to say, you know, again, pure, friendly, gentle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: sensible, kind, okay, helpful, yes. genuine and sincere. Yes. You, you know what I mean? And you got to so, have all of it. Exactly. And so if we don't do that as the body, ultimately, it's going to be a sad day. hmm Trying to get people to come to Christ. I mean, the bridegroom is looking for his bride. This was great. This was great. I love it.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much <laughs> for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I've had enough church just right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so full.
0: All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I hope this was helpful for you guys and beneficial and that we all know more about what gentleness actually means and how to apply it to our day-to-day lives. As always, um, citations, notes, transcripts will be in the show notes at www.psalmstogod.com slash gentleness. Don't forget to like and subscribe and I will see you guys next time.